the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, welcome to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I've got another special show for you here today. I have Jason Mayashiro, the Western, Eastern, Northern, Southern, Intergalactic, IDPA, Champion of the Stars. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and and uh, to my right, your left, if you're playing along at home here, I have Mike Zingali. Mike Zingali is the up-and-coming... Um, well, create your own title here, Mike. You write your own future, create your own title. I'm just a three-gunner. I just do it on the weekends. I do it as much as I can. It's a great hobby. Mike Zingali is a pretty good shooter here. We're going to talk more about three-gun shooting, IDPA, the reason you need to practice. Now, I just came off of a shoulder surgery. I don't know if I told you I had a fully torn bicep. So I saw I saw your uh, post where you're just shooting with a uh, support hand. Oh, my goodness. That's he actually animal. saw it in per, per person. That was not animal. That's beastly. No, it, yeah. If the animal was a toad, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was toad tough. <laughs> no, I respect it, though. There's no way I would have went out there and shot the whole match left-handed. I would have stayed home. Me too. Yeah. Well, so, so there's what happened. Let, let's, we'll talk about that. Um, because I had the surgery, I thought about it. It's like, geez, you know, I can't even rack my pistol with my right hand everything i do is right-handed and i thought well this would be a good opportunity to learn how to do it left-handed so number one i ordered a left-handed holster on safari land find out it takes them like 43 weeks to fulfill an order (laughs) so so i did and and so i had to cancel that and i found a a 20 dollars cheapy holster um just a slide holster for left hand that fit a glock 19 i said okay now we can do it. So uh, went to, to the West End IDPA, or not IDPA, Practical Pistol. A little bit different game from IDPA. You kind of have set spots you can shoot from. You don't have to worry about cover. You don't have to worry about concealment of your pistol. A lot of guys have, you know, the, the space guns, race guns, space guns, like uh, what Mike has. I was just shooting a Glock 19 and uh, because I wanted to handicap myself. <laughs> so... So because I had the surgery, I had to practice with my right hand completely down, either on my side or across my chest. I did use it for reloading, but um, totally left-handed, unsupported. And that was a long day. Yeah. Two stages, I ran out of ammo. Mm. I could tell you how many magazines I had. But two <laughs> stages, I, I had to leave two targets left. Mm. Yeah, I threw rocks at them. Um, one I charged with a knife, but they didn't, they didn't give any points for that. But, but I realized that day I shot more in that one match than I've ever shot left-handed 
combined in my life. Mm. You don't do it. That's good practice. Well, I don't know about good practice, but it was practice. It's practice. So, so how do you practice that? Uh, left hand. I, I always practice support and strong arm because uh, it's such a demand in IDPA. Um, it's and, and they demand a lot from you. They demand precision shots and they demand <laughs> that um, you know head shots from seven to ten yards. Uh, support hand and you know just personally, I always call it support hand. I never call it weak hand because I don't want anything negative associated with my well, shooting. Well, then you shouldn't yeah. shot with me I out should... there. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you shoot left-handed? Um, every practice session. Every, I mean, dry fire, I'll, uh, it, it's always included in my dry fire for sure. That's, um, that's essential for me. That's why you're the intergalactic Western, <laughs> right? Western, Eastern, Northern, Southern champion. Yeah, you got to do it. But, you know, you, um, your post was a great reminder that it happens. You are injured. Uh, when I trained with Masaki, my, my shooting coach, we did drills where we cannot use our right hand at all. And we have to shoot from retention. I saw that now, yeah. and I saw you do that drill, which made my drill look really crappy, by the <laughs> way. But so, check this out, Mike. He's shooting one-handed, and he holstered his gun, pulled the magazine, put it back in, racked it. I don't know off the maybe off of the side of the magazine. So there was um, it was a cool Joseph's practical marksmanship training that Masaki Tanigawa runs, and uh, it was Saturday at Angeles. And the first thing is we have our left hand behind our head. I'm sorry, our right hand behind our head. And um, we had to um, basically neutralize a target or, or, or push down a dummy. And it's all just strong arm at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And uh, it was retention high for me because, you know, there's a target. And for, for me, I have to kind of go up a little higher for retention. It was two shots, four shots, two shots, retreat. And then basically we went empty and I had to reholster and and load so i basically dropped the mag before i holstered right and then load from there and then had to run to another position now how did you rack the round rack the slide oh i just slide release yeah it was i went empty so you shot till it was empty yeah i went till it was empty it was emergency reload it's a great drill yeah makes you think because you want to use that's <laughs> that hand yeah that's right and masaki he has one of those kendo sticks so if you try and use that hand, he just slaps you away <laughs> yes. it's old school it's about 12 feet long, too. He can't hit me from, ow! Yeah. Yes, he can. He's so good at this point, Masaki, that he just gives me a look, and I know to we come back. So it's good. We're, we've, got, we've got a pretty good relationship that way now. That's awesome. <laughs> so how do you train with like that? I have lots of dry fire and pick up every match that I can, really. Unfortunately, I work a lot, and I don't have too much time to be playing around with kids. And, to take and, care of. Unfortunately, you work a lot? Yeah. The, the curse of the working man, right? I know. I wish I had more time to play. So have you seen this this dry fire magazine that he has here? Um, I've seen it before. I haven't really played with one, but I've, I'm aware of them. I've seen them before. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, original dry fire mag. I found them on Instagram, maybe, mm -hmm. and uh, it just it, it's been the source of my dry fire. It's it's the only way I can go. Um, it gives you a little positive reset every mm -hmm. single time. Um, they're great, man. I don't know what I'd do without it. They're about ninety bucks. About ninety bucks, yeah, on, on Amazon. But you only need one. Yep. Yep. And it's been um, very reliable. For nice. me. And yeah, it's, it helps. So what does this do then? What does it do? Or, yeah. So it gives a positive reset with the Glock um, trigger, and uh, it's, you can change the, the tension. So I put it to about maybe four pounds. Click, 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 and that's, that's what I'm doing for my dry fire. So striker-fired pistols. The Glock is a striker-fired pistol. So when you rack the round and drop it, it's cocked and ready to go, right? You pull the trigger, it goes. Uh, in my hands here, I have a Witness Elite. There you go. Uh, Witness Elite, this is a true double action. So you pull the trigger, the hammer comes down. Now that's a full force. If we were actually shooting it, 
the slide would come back, the hammer would be cocked, and you'd have a single action shot for your second one, similar to the STI all the way down. But with, if you're going to practice dry firing with a Glock or any striker-fired pistol, if you want to reset that trigger, you have to rack the round again. And if you have a magazine in for weight, then, you know, hopefully you're not dealing with a loaded one, but you have a magazine in for weight, then you have to hit the release. It's, it's a pain in the rear end to dry fire a, any striker-fired pistol as they are. So what this one actually allows you to do is reset the trigger. Um, yeah, so this dry fire mag, when I used, before I had this guy, what I was doing was I had that little Glock trick you would do where you would throw it slightly out of battery so mm-hmm. you can at least get the trigger pulled down, but there's nothing to it. There's no weight. There's no, there's no real feel. And if I wanted to do a tactical reload or something, it just didn't make sense. But ever since I found this guy, I would say this is, and it's weighted. Right. Um, it feels like there's 10 rounds in here. Nice. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And I love these guys. And uh, I, don't know <laughs> what I, I don't know where my progress would be without it because it really helps me. Now that I'm going carry optic, it really helps me to have to re- uh, refine my trigger, trigger finger and really keeping that dot steady. Tell me about that. About the carry optic? And, and the reason you're keeping the dot steady because we talked offline a little bit about this with, with his particular firearm. So go ahead. So for me, it was hard going from iron sights to carry optic with this red dot because uh, that red dot moves everywhere. And as you know, that but, follow-up but in, shot. But in truth, yeah. your sights are moving everywhere. That's correct. You just couldn't see it. That's correct. Yeah. And you just, I, I just wasn't waiting as much. So now when I miss with carry optic, it's because I, I, can, I can actually see it. I can call those shots a lot better. And this dry fire mag, what it does is in, in practice, I can actually see how much I'm moving. And initially when I started, it was sobering, very revealing how much I was moving that gun, especially with support and strong hand uh, shooting. And now I've got it really refined and it's, uh, it feels pretty good. It feels pretty good. And I got a lot to thank the dry fire mag for. So what did that tell you about your grip or your trigger pull? Um, it was actually my finger placement. Okay. It was telling me that I wasn't having a really good consistent. You were coming straight back. I was. It's not only that, but I, what I do now is I drag my finger along the trigger guard every single time now. So I have a very standard way of coming straight back. Before I was grabbing too high, middle, low, it was ambiguous. <laughs> right. So now with my left and my right, I am able to just keep that one spot and come straight back. And that made a big difference for me. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just like in, in precision rifle, you know, if you are consistent, you're accurate. You found a way to keep your trigger pull consistent. That, and I flag my thumb as well. So I keep my thumb up high. So what I'm basically doing is I'm keeping my thumb up Mm -hmm. instead of bringing it down. Because as I brought it down, I found myself going into whatever side that was. So if it's my strong hand, I would go to the left. But now I have something to sort of torque back. And as I pull the trigger, I can actually sort of wrench back into it. That's if you're shooting unsupported. Unsupported, correct. Yeah. But if you're shooting supported, your thumb's on top of your other hand. Yeah, thumb's on top. Um, I'm, I'm thumb over thumb, straight forward. Right. I have a little cut that's on the um, frame to sort of wedge myself. Just how you have an accelerator thumb there. Right? Yep. Yeah, so uh, it's just, a, again, just positive purchase points so that during competition, it's my default response. I'm right on it. Very good. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back here with Jason and Mike. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right, 
becomes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, the conversation revolves around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the good stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you, but head on over to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Or tap the AM590 app. Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and be sure, those of you out there, be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast. Now, you guys subscribe to the podcast, right? Of course. Of course. Good. You can stay. So, (laughs) how do you do that? You go to firinglineradio.com, scroll down on the webpage, you'll see all of our past shows, or at least a hundred of them listed there. Only a hundred or so. Been doing this seven years, there's a hell of a lot more than that. But anyway, you'll see the top 100 shows there. There's a little button that says subscribe. That's your cue. If you can't find that, you'll never win anything from me because you don't deserve it. So (laughs) look up there. Subscribe to the podcast. It is free. You'll get our show delivered to you every week in your email. And uh, that way you don't miss it because in case you're actually having a life at Saturday at 1 o'clock, like shooting IDPA, you can't listen to the show. You're out there shooting. Get the podcast later. Find out all the fun we had while you were out enjoying your life. Folks, here I have Jason Mayashiro and Mike Zangali. We're talking about practicing with our pistols. And Mike is, uh, I think you're also shooting three-gun too, aren't you? Uh, Starting? Just, just in the match club, yeah, just by Masaki. I have not uh, shot a formal match. Yeah, so he wants to rule the world before he comes out on that platform also. <laughs> yeah. um, Mike, you started with three-gun, and we talked a little bit about that. Three-gun is pistol, rifle, shotgun, and GoPro. Um, 
It's angry. It's dead. So anyway, uh, you have some specialized gear for that also. Yeah. Um, I started off pretty much, you know, bring what you have, which put me in the limited division. Um, and I saw the guys running open division, you know, multiple optics, optics, high round mags. And that's where I want to be. I want all the cool gear. I'm kind of a gear guy. So running a little red dot magnified optic on there. So let's go over piece by piece here. Um, this is this is radio, so you have to yeah. use words. Copy. So I'm running the uh, Trinity Force 15 inch rail. It's one of my sponsors. Great so, company. Now, folks, on your rifles out here, you should have a 16 inch barrel. It is 16 and a half. You do. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. You need to have a 16 inch barrel. I don't care what they sold you. You need to have a 16 inch barrel unless you have an SBR platform. And what I think is great about that is on mine also is a 15 inch uh, forearm. You've got full length where you can put your arm anywhere you want without yeah. getting burned. It's good for barricades, too. Yeah. Resting on stuff, leaning on stuff. Um, running a out of ball 1 to 8, and also one of their MRD V2s at a 45. That's so real good. So 1, one to 8 scope, so you can shoot 1 power quickly. Yes. But also, if you have to make a 300-yard shot, 8 power is quite beautiful for that, isn't oh, absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, 1 to 8 is a great, great magnification for 223. So the, um, the 1 to 8, I'm actually running a 5,200-yard zero on it and the mrdv2 the little red dot you i have said, here you said a 5200 yard zero correct 5200 50 zero. yeah so the 50 and the 200 yeah it's the same and uh, five two zero zero that's a mile zero you're zeroed in for no, a mile 52 200 yeah <laughs> so and, and so how that works right is like at 67 yards if you're sighted in you're dead on there you're half an inch high at 100 yeah. half an inch higher at 130 140 and Basically dead on at 200. So Correct. You don't have to worry about holding over all the way out to 200 yards. Exactly. It's a good idea. Makes life easy. Point point blank, sighting in. Yeah. This uh, the little red dot I have on here is 0 to 20. So that's all the close around corners, around barricades and whatnot. And the reason that you do that uh, on a, on something like this is your height over bore. Correct. So your scope, especially on an AR-15 platform, it's two and a half, three inches high. So if you are sighted in at 5,200 yards, if you're sighted in... Uh, at that, and you're trying to shoot a 20, you're going to be a couple inches low. Yep. So if you've got to hit a specific target. Spinner. You, yeah, you'll be two, three inches. No, not three, but you'll be two inches low at least. Um, and you're trying to hit something very small at 20 yards. So you use that not just because it's a faster field of view, but it actually has a different sighted in plane. Correct. Yeah, a lot closer zero on it. Um, running the Sparrow Dynamics grip and safety. Now hold that up for the camera. Now the reason that this is, looks like a stubby little grip, but one of the rules I think is your web of your hand has to be above the center of the trigger. Correct. Right. The cool thing about the grip is it's the same angle as a shotgun, so it's it's really comfortable. It fits my hand well. I'm able to you know get a hold of the safety, the trigger comfortably. Um, and is that a you pinned your your stock? Correct. Stock so this is in. totally California legal. You can go 100%. anywhere. Anywhere in California, not worry about anything. Um, well, except for the CHP wanting to arrest you anyway. But <laughs> So tell me about the safety. I really like the way you had your safety set up. So this is one of the Sparrow Dynamic safeties. And the cool thing about this is it's... It's ambidextrous. It is ambidextrous, but it kind of works like a um, like an AK safety. You actually use it with your index finger. So when it's down in the way, you know it's on safe. When you're ready to fire, just bump it up with your knuckle. Or even on the way into the trigger, you're going to bump it up into fire. But I liked about that is it's two different positions. So on the, on the right side where your index finger is going to be, uh, it's lower. And on the left side, it's for your thumb. Correct. 
And the cool thing, another cool thing about these safeties is you could actually take this off and rotate it in any direction on either any side. Any angle you wanted. Correct. Yeah. Um, if it is now at a 60-degree throw, if you were to take it out, flip it over, and put it back in, 90-degree throw. Okay. And also you still have those adjustments all the way around. So it's it's very customizable. So so the 90-degree, the 60-degree, the what that means is like your standard AR-15. You know, if it goes from safe... Um, which is, and then it goes to fire. It's a ninety-degree movement. Correct. And if it goes one hundred and eighty degrees, you have a very special weapon. We're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> so, but it, it's a ninety-degree, and it's a big movement. And really, it shouldn't have to be that much. If you're on the safety, off the safety, like for these games shooting, or even just for safetyness. I mean, a forty-degree throw is kind of nice because yeah. it's just a small little bump, and you're ready to go, and then it's back on. So, yeah, having an adjustable for not just the angles, but the degrees for on and off is a really cool thing on there. Correct. How about your trigger? Uh, this is a trigger tech. It's their adjustable two-stage. Um, like we were talking about off cameras, I have a few rifles, and this actually came off of one of my precision rifles that I had. I was just borrowing parts for this season, and um, I dig it. It's super light, super crisp, super tiny, just very, very minimal reset. Allows me to shoot really fast. And so explain reset. So once the round is fired, the bolt cycles back, you actually have to let off the trigger in order for the hammer to reset. Otherwise, and, you have one of those special guns. Correct. <laughs> and um, it's very minimal. It's almost nothing. And so a lot of people, like Jason, on your trigger reset drills, when you fire the gun, are you thinking keeping your finger back until you decide to let it forward? Uh, I am. I'm, well, I'm also, when I first started, I remember I had an issue with pinning the trigger. Mm-hmm. So I would just I would hit it too hard, and so learning to sort of let go and just really feel it, and not come off the trigger too far. Exactly. Yeah. So I I always do keep my finger on the trigger and try to feel that reset. And you'll see that, especially I guess the best place to see that is in the movies when they see the finger go. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's too much work, and it's all the way through. It's like it's it's, it's like you could basically <laughs> hit, the, out the, hit the um the, the mag, mag release. release. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the trigger. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, but that that's important. I mean, if you want to shoot quickly and you want to shoot accurately, then you you have to know how to stop your trigger back and, and set it forward. And that's all the practice that you guys are doing. Mike, well, last few minutes here, let's go over shotguns. So I'm running the uh, Breda B12i. Um, Tacom. Who makes this? Breda B12i. They're out of Italy. Um, it's an inertia-driven shotgun, a lot like the Benelli. Um, it's been really reliable. Um the only thing that took some getting used to is this thing is huge. It's like running with a broomstick. The first couple of matches, I was watching my videos. And I'm banging this thing off barricades, knocking over barrels, and just making a fool of myself. Can't you sharpen the end and just call it a lance? You know, I totally could. It's a huge bayonet up there, slaying dragons or something with it. But it is a great shotgun. It does run well. It eats all kinds of ammo. How slug. many How many rounds does that magazine hold? 13. 13. Yeah. So limited division will limit you to eight or nine, I believe. Open division is open division. You can run whatever you want. Do you use those loading tubes? No, that's a different that's a different animal. I'm not there yet. So, like I said, I started in limited, and that's where this came in. So, this will probably be replaced next. What's the overall length on that? Fifty five and a half. It's huge. That's how tall I am, yeah. and I can hold fifteen rounds. Just, you know, <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> just plain lift yeah. you up. I'm high capacity compared to that thing. <laughs> so, uh, twelve gauge. Twelve gauge. So inertia driven means what? Um, instead of gas driven, like, um, AR style shotgun or an AK, um, style shotgun, it's pretty much a bunch of springs. 
Okay. So when the gun goes off, like on your AR-15, there's a little tube in the barrel that sucks some of that hot gas, blows it backwards, creating the dirtiest, dirtiest way to, to run a gun Correct. Uh, into your action. It hits the top of the, res- of the bolt, forcing it back. And that's from the, you have some recoil movement, but this also augments the, uh, the recoil. On inertia driven, you're not taking your gas. It's like a piston driven on your AR. You're not taking the gas to operate the system. You're simply using the recoil, absorbing that, taking it back, hitting the ejector, uh, the springs load up, push forward into the, to load the next one. So exactly. it runs a lot cleaner. Yeah, super clean. Yeah. Uh, is it the Remington 1100? Is that gas? Uh, believe anyway. so. Yeah. The guns that always get dirty and jam, those are your gas guns, right? Yeah. So I, I like piston for my AR, uh, inertia driven for the shotgun. And uh, a Glock, so I never have to clean it. <laughs> I, I've been told, if your, if your Glock stops running because it's dirty, just throw it away, buy a new one. There you go. Move on. <laughs> Folks, I want to thank my special guests. I have Jason Mayashiro in a galactic IDPA champion, Mike Zingali, up-and-coming shooter of the stars. And uh, not of the stars, but as a star. There you go. Thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good day. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, and check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or on our website, FiringLineRadio.com. Hey, Mom and Dad, looking for a great way to get the kids off the couch? Well, I've got a great idea that your whole family can enjoy. Youth Outdoor Adventure Day at Rahagi Shooting Complex in Corona. It's Saturday, July 20th from 8 to 4, a full day to enjoy. Paintball games, trick shooting demonstrations, a rock climbing wall, 22 airsoft and BB gun shooting galleries, a stocked fishing pond, archery, kayaking, a petting zoo, clay target shooting, falconry, and many more fun activities for the whole family, along with a free youth and adult raffle. You can pre-register for only $15 a person for a full day of fun, that's a great bargain. So log on to am590.info and use the keyword adventure to get your tickets today. They will sell out. Again, that's am590.info, keyword adventure, for the Youth Outdoor Adventure Day at Rohagas, Saturday, July 20th in Corona. Joining me back here on the show, I have Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell, one of the partners of CCW Safe, and Don West. Don, we had you on in December. Thank you for uh, showing up again. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, One of the things we talked about before was the four different segments of self-defense. One of them is the location, and we covered that in our last show. Second one is conflict 
conflict, excuse me, escalation or de-escalation, as you like to emphasize. Yes. And then moving on from that, we have reasonable fear. Now, we hear this argued back and forth. I'm just going to shoot them and say I have some fear of my life, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? We, the keyboard commandos can type all they want, but what does that really mean in a real-world situation? Well, the important word is reasonable because that becomes the test for everything you do in a self-defense shooting. Did you perceive, was it reasonable that you felt that your life was in danger? Did you have a reasonable basis to believe that if you didn't act, that you would in fact be seriously injured or killed? Was that something that was, was it panic? Was it an overreaction? Or was the behavior of the attacker consistent with creating that reasonable fear of serious injury or death? Uh, For example, I think this notion becomes especially dynamic when you're the one with the gun and the person attacking you doesn't have a gun, may not have any weapon at all. And the question becomes, are you is it reasonable that this person could seriously injure you or kill you? If I could talk about um, the George Zimmerman case for just a second in that context, Trayvon Martin did not have a weapon. There was never any claim that he had a gun or a knife, and obviously George Zimmerman did. How could Trayvon Martin actually put George Zimmerman in a position where he reasonably believed that if he didn't act, he would be seriously injured or killed? As the facts played out, it became more and more clear how real that was. George uh, had been injured. He'd been hit in the face. He'd been uh, hit in the back of the head with concrete. He was in a vulnerable physical position and had no choice but to draw his weapon and fire it at that point. His physical position, correct, correct me, please. If I'm wrong. Uh, his physical position ground, was, he was, pound. he was on his back and uh, he was being straddled and, and struck. However... Why I talk about that case in the context of reasonable fear is because when you know the facts, it's pretty easy to see why the jury did what they did under the circumstances. But if you were watching this on television or had some other perspective from the media, what you saw was George Zimmerman, a big, hulking, grown man, um, juxtaposed against the picture of Trayvon Martin. When At he age was, 11 or something. Yeah, with a um, an innocent uh expression on his face. He wasn't physically developed. And you look at this and you say, that's crazy. How on earth could this guy claim he was scared of this guy? Are you thinking that's maybe media bias at some level? I don't know. Could that have possibly been happening there? I've heard people say that. (laughs) (laughs) That maybe there was, it could have been bias. It could have been just a combination of being lazy It could have been a combination of not taking the time to verify the facts because in this day and age, you've got to be first. You're one of the criminal attorneys on this, defense attorneys on this. And so you know this better than most. And I think you're being overly nice. Uh, It was obvious for everybody that the onslaught had nothing to do with with the facts of the case. It had to do with the agenda that they were pushing. And they were 24-7 like a bulldozer just slamming everything right. they, the, the photograph of that 11 year old boy right that uh, the big bad hulking bruiser uh, George Zimmerman attacked that's not what happened but that's what we all have our images of because that's what we're shown every single night all night long so when you're presenting a case like that to a jury 
if those were the facts, do you think George Zimmerman would have had the right to defend himself against that 11-year-old kid with no gun? Right. Obviously not. No one's going to say that makes any sense or that's reasonable. Right. It's like shooting a 10-year-old with a wiffle ball bat. How can you say Mm -hmm. that person was a deadly threat to you? On the other hand, when you have... uh, a 16-year-old that was a former football player that was physically uh, developed that had a history of fighting, and you put Zimmerman in a situation probably through some bad judgment, maybe lack of training, maybe just misperceiving what was going on, but he winds up on his back in a completely vulnerable position, then the, um, the circumstance changes and the perception of reasonable fear is much clearer. There's, there's always a proportionality. There's a capacity of the individual's uh, analysis. And then there, of course, is a proportional response. That's a big part of self-defense is your response can only meet the level of the threat. Mm-hmm. And that's critical. And in this case, how could his response, that is drawing the gun and shooting it, be proportional to the threat of a little kid? And that's where the disconnect was. And f- the evidence established clearly, ultimately, that that's not at all, in fact, what happened, that George was, in fact, uh, life was threatened. And he had some injuries that, that but for a couple of more blows to the head or but for anything else could very well have lost consciousness. And, uh, and then the circumstances changed dramatically. You know, just to piggyback that also, Phil, you know, um, you know, we talked about before several times in different segments about, you know, not allowing you having a gun on your hip to to um, attach to your ego. And, you know, here's the same thing. You know, George standing there, I'm sure he felt superior because he had the firearm there. Then he gets punched in the nose. And, you know, once that happens and people are not ready for that, a lot of right. people have never been punched in the nose before. And, you know, when you're disoriented and, and you're dizzy and then someone actually does can't see, yeah, you can't see and they, they climb on, on top of you, uh, then you, you actually have issues. And now, now you do. You, you have put yourself in this position and you're not physically ready for the fight that's going to come upon you. And it can happen that fast. You can see, I mean, I mean the whole thing happened in less than 40 seconds, right, Don? The physical part the physical of, it, portion yeah, of it, 40, 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take long. And, you know, and, and please don't get me wrong. There are times when you you absolutely have to use force. There are some evil and bad people out there that um, have, you know, uh, intentions to hurt you. And you'll be forced to. But wait for those people. Don't escalate or push someone into that position to where you're going to have to pull your firearm and use it. Yeah, and I think it's pretty fair to say that some of the actions that George Zimmerman made that night, whether he intended to escalate a confrontation, it's reasonable to think that someone on the other end of it would have perceived it as that, being followed in the car. Shadowing him, yeah. That that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Sure. Yeah, and the other thing, you know, especially talking about the reasonableness, and and, and Don was touching upon it. You know, um, I, I talked about our Maddox case back in November, and and we discussed, you know, how, you know, um, it, it was two years before he went to trial, and you know, these are twelve uh, members of society, your peers, that are going to judge your your actions and see if if it matched their reasonableness. Two years later, you know, when they get, you know, all these. You know, eloquent stories by, you know, um, these sharp attorneys and they have decided which story they're going to believe and they're going to think, you know, did would I really in this position pull my gun and and pull the trigger? And, and, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I think that's exactly right, that the jury is the ultimate test 
for reasonableness. They're going to look at you and what you did based upon who you are, what your background and training is, but they're also going to, exactly what Stan said, they're going to look at this and say, what would I have done in this situation? Don, I know you're not from around here, but I need to correct you. You are in the People's Republic of Occupied California, (laughs) and reasonableness and juries, if you want to go Kate Steinle, have nothing in common, right? They found that the illegal alien uh, only guilty of possessing a firearm. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a dead lady on the ground, and and so so, folks. If you are if you are you had better have your facts in in a row because depending upon the California's reasonable juries, mm-hmm. and another thing that that forty seconds is going to be broken up every second is going to be looked at yeah. and over and over again. And it's going to be broken up in microseconds. So yeah, it's unbelievable. It, it is amazing to me that we should have protections in our law law courts. But the fact that we can have jury nullification, like we saw in Kate Steinle, wow, right? Well, you can't even say anything about that, can you? It just floors you. I have an attorney speechless here, folks. <laughs> Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. We have done... Everything that could be done to avert the storm that is now rising before us. We have petitioned, we have remonstrated, we have supplicated. Our petitions have been ignored. Our remonstrances have produced additional violence and insult, and we have been spurned with contempt at the feet of the throne. There is no longer any room for hope. If we, if we mean to be free, if we mean to preserve and violate those inestimable privileges for which we have so long been contending, we must fight. I repeat it, sir. We must fight an appeal to arms and to the God of hosts is all that is left to us. They tell us we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an enemy, but when shall we be stronger? Shall it be next week or next year? Shall it be when we are totally disarmed and a British guard is in every home? Shall shall we acquire the effectual means of resistance by lying supinely on our backs and clinging to the phantom of hope until we are bound hand and foot? We are not weak. If we make an effectual use of those means which the God of nature has placed in our power, three millions of people armed in the holy cause of liberty and possessing a country is that which we possess. We are invincible. 
against any force the enemy shall send against us. Besides, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destiny of nations, and he shall raise up friends to fight our battles for us. Besides, we have no election. Were we base enough to choose it? There is no retreat, but in submission and slavery. Uh, our chains are already forged. Their, their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. It is in vain to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen cry, peace, peace. But there is no peace. The next gale that sweeps down from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it the gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or, or peace is so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, Almighty God, I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Folks, that was Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry done by James Patrick. I, I'm sitting here with goosebumps. Hmm. I, I saw the emotion. I, I filmed that for, I'll put it up on our podcast, guys. I saw your emotion. You can't, you can't go through that without bringing that up. That's not acting. That's, that's passion. That's, that's patriotism. I, I feel blessed to be able to share that with you. Not for my, not for my talents, but from uh, James Patrick Riley, and that's why you need to go up there and, and see them, Jim. Well, it's it, it's. Um, I always tell my wife, you know, I mean, um, uh, it's. I, I, if you've ever um, been involved in acting or any kind of performance, sometimes the it's the the best part of your day is getting to say one true thing, you know. And I get to give that speech. I've given it probably a thousand times, or whatever. But it's like. For me, it's almost, I don't mean it would be sacrilegious, but it's almost kind of a sacrament for me. It's like I feel like I get to say something. That it's cathartic. People, yeah, that people need to hear is that we hear so much clutter in our lives, and every, and every once in a while someone in history pierces the clutter and says, you know, what what needs to be said. And that's what he did. Uh, at a very difficult time in his life, his wife uh, uh, was basically uh, uh, almost committed. She She was suffering from profound insanity and um he was uh you know his law practice was suffering because he was spending so much time for the public good and he basically said hey bring it on you know just kill me i i will not live as a slave and and i think it was a very galvanizing moment our chains are already forged mm -hmm. our yeah. chains are already forged mm, yeah yeah he was um he was a very interesting guy in that um he was born fairly poor, uh, and uh, he died with, um, he had 17 children, and I believe... No I, wonder his wife was crazy. <laughs> well, his first wife died, he married again, he had 17 children, and he had something like 17,000 acres, I believe it was, uh, from having started with nothing. One of the most popular governors in American history, I believe, elected five times uh, to the Virginia governorship. 
Not a real favorite of Thomas Jefferson, apparently. Uh, Thomas Jefferson thought that Patrick was a little bit too coarse. Well, he, uh, Thomas hung out in France a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, but, uh, a little gentrified. But uh, it was just a, a tremendously popular, uh, popular character in Virginia history and American history. He was just apparently had the ability when he walked into a room and when he began orating or arguing, uh, he had a common touch. Uh, but uh, he was just he was he was revered. So let's talk about some of the other people from that era. And these are folks, we're in this country right now because these men lived. They died. They gave their lives. They gave their treasure, their honor in pursuit of this. We are here as a free nation. And and shame on those people who don't even register to vote that call themselves gun owners. Listen to what happened. How were? How did we get here? Now, not only did we get here, but then we're not even taking it seriously enough. We're just saying, why should I worry about California? I'm just going to move to Arizona. There's no escaping. This is one country. It will follow you. Can't you know? Elizabeth Warren is from Massachusetts. Well, she's running for governor. Bernie Sanders, or Joe mm-hmm. Biden. All those knucklehead liberals are from different radical states, but they're trying to run our country. So you need to realize we are in this. All the way through, you cannot run from it. You've got to vote. Vote early. Vote often. <laughs> yeah. Something I picked up from the Democrats. <laughs> vote, vote early. Vote often, and vote everywhere. That's their other new mantra. Um, but it's important that we get up there and we fight. Let, let's talk about some of the other guys. Or did you have something more to say about him? Oh well, I, th- I think that the, the common theme. I mean, John Adams um, uh, said that he was well aware of the fact that most of the succeeding generations in America would never know the kind of sacrifices they had to make in order to give us a country. Because the, the common wisdom, any any small businessman today will be advised by their CPA, by their public relations firm, by, by anyone who's professionally advising them, keep your head down, don't offer political opinions, right. don't divide your audience. Uh, and, and the very people, small businessmen who, who employ 80% of America, the very people who probably have a perspective that needs to be heard, okay, are told to be quiet. You know, this poor old guy, Dan Coffey or whatever, who owns Chick-fil-A basically, just offers one personal opinion and uh, his entire uh, business is vilified, you know, mm-hmm. but, but you know, also patronized. So I, I'd like to encourage conservative business people to be active, to be, to, to be vocal and, and, and visible and, and visible. And, you know, when you're at uh, Thanksgiving dinner and, and the green haired sophomore comes home from college and uh, you're told by your wife not to upset them and, and to indulge the, the most recent crap that comes down from the academy, it's time to have a little bit of a fight in each of these families. We have to begin training people um, in the, the timeless truths that have actually made America great because what we're hearing now, intersectionality, uh, critical race theory, uh, all, uh, you know, gender fluidity, this is all a bunch of nonsense yeah. that, that will not sustain a culture. And it's got to be... It's not gotta to mention be, it'd be terrible to get a major in. <laughs> well, it's got it's, it's got to be fairly humiliated as, as, as a bad idea. And our, our side, unfortunately, is silent. Ridicule and satire are great tools. Now, I actually, my, my company, Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, okay... Mm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. I put that on the label. I've been told by other people, you shouldn't do that. You're going to have, and it's like, you know what? This is the way I am. People right. need to know who I am. And if they like it, great. If not, why am I going to make money for somebody who's going to give it to causes I hate? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so we're on the wrong well, board. We know what Jesus says about those who are embarrassed about him. I mean, you know, 
So Yeah, it doesn't go well. Yeah. Folks, this is Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with James Patrick Riley, owner of Riley's Farms. What's your website up there? Riley'sFarm.com, R-I-L-E-Y-S-F-A-R-M.com. They've got a great restaurant, Tavern. They do have a tavern with apparently some really high-powered wine, too, we're just hearing about. Uh, fruits, uh, historical tours. Check them out. They are closed on Sunday. Yes, so. So, but they're there on Saturday. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.